In the Margins with Matt Fisk and Josh Lund. This is our first episode. Welcome, Josh. Hey, hey, what's going on? So if you don't know what this is, this is the post-sermon podcast show that goes over the stuff that we wanted to put into the Sunday sermon, but didn't have time for or didn't connect to really the sermon purpose, but wanted to be able to share these insights, maybe these nuggets or Mm -hmm. these things that are so random and uh, useful for for you to think about on your on your drive on your commute when you're doing the dishes, uh, so that you could have it that you could think about it and share it with other people. But we couldn't tell you on Sunday. Um, that's the mission of this particular show in the margins. Uh, if you don't know who we are, uh, my name is Matt Fisk, and I work with the Singles and Young Professional Ministry in the Northern Virginia Church. And here's Josh. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm super excited about this, just this idea of going deeper in the text. I think, uh, as we'll see today, there's always so much more than you can do on a Sunday morning. Mm. And uh, True, true. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm Josh Lund. I uh, lead the campus ministry here uh, in Northern Virginia. And uh, yeah, super excited about this. It's been great. Matt and I have been friends for a long time. And so mm-hmm. um, this is something that we've uh, we've been hoping to do for a while. And Yeah. Amen. We we love the text. We love getting into our Bibles. We love nerding out about it. One of us way more nerdy than the other. But Josh is uh, Josh is the cool nerd. Josh wow. gets gets deeper into these things while maintaining his cool. But let's jump in. Uh, Josh is going to take us through the first segment since he was the one or is the one that is preaching Mark one. Amen. Well, uh, obviously, when you kick off a book, there is uh, so much to talk about, right? There's the the audience, there's the 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 main themes that come into the book, there's where it was written and who wrote it and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, a lot of this is something we'll get into Sunday morning. Um, but hopefully right now, as we go into Mark chapter one, we can get a little bit of an idea of where Mark's going to be going with his book and, um, and get a bit of an eye for good. Uh, all the things that he says. So, Without uh, further ado, why don't we go ahead and jump in the text? Sounds good. And I think from the text, one thing that we'll be able to see is, um, uh, well, I think a lot of things we'll be able to see, right, is the, the, the context and the audience and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it'll help us to understand how it connects to the text as we talk about it. So, um, yeah, Mark chapter one, we're going to be going through uh, verses one through eight um, right before we really get to Jesus. Um, but a bit of the prologue, as a lot of people will call it, of the book of Mark. So. Okay, here's Mark 1, 1 through 8 in ESV. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Cool. So, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot, but the book of Mark is sometimes thought of as, Matt, you've said this before, the idea of a comic book. 
comic book of the Bible. Yeah, right. It's 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 bam, bam, bam. There's th- this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Next thing you know, you're at the passion, right? Mm. You're at the cross and wap and, and biff. Exactly. Stuff like Pow. That. Yep. Um, and I think you know, that's a good thing to see as we read it because you know, the audience that it's being written to, and we'll see this as we dive a little bit deeper into this first bit of verses, but it's written to a more Western audience. Sure. You know, a lot of what we read in the Bible is written with more of an Eastern mindset, an Eastern culture. And, and, and even this, that idea we'll dive into more um, for sure. But basically, you know, Eastern, you know, minded people and Eastern texts, they, they don't tend to give you all the answers right mm. up front. Yep. Right. They, they, they make you work for it. They make, make you, you work for it. Can't be lazy. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. Why, why do you feel like that is like what, what's beneficial about working for it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I always love it when I discover something in the text that nobody had to tell me that it was there, but I find it and I feel like I worked for it and I feel like it was put there just for me. Mm. You're like, I found it. God put it there thousands of years ago just so I could find it in this moment. And clearly hundreds, thousands, hopefully millions of people have found it as well. But I feel like it's mine. Right, like, I feel yeah. like it's my thing that I found. And it's, it's, it's just cool. Like you find a pearl, yeah, you know, or a treasure hidden in the field. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I mean, it's one of those things where you read it and the next thing you know, you, you want to go tell your friends about this cool thing. Yeah. You know, oh, did you, did you notice this? And look, if this, you know, Jesus says this and here's what it really means. And, 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 and there's something exciting about it that I think has a bit of a, a, a strong impact on your heart. Sure. And there's a lot of that in Mark. You know, we, we do see some of that where Mark really makes us dig and he makes us look, you know, especially in the structure of how he writes and, and, and those kinds of things. But there's also a lot of a Western type of 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 mindset in writing this that it is just all in your face Mm. it's here's what happened here's how the people felt and 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 here's the impact that it had on the people and so um you know that's why it's so short but in bringing that up i think that can cause us to overlook a lot of the stuff that well is in the margins yeah Uh, a lot of the deeper um stuff that can that's the name of the show in the margins that's how we started with mark Mm mm-hmm Amen. So anyways, Gospel of Mark, here we go. Sounds good. So we start here, verse one, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, right? You read that. It's one of those things that you read it. You don't think twice about it. You're like, yeah, every gospel starts off like that. Heard it a million times. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You go on to, okay, well, what does Isaiah say? That, that's where the meat starts. But the incredible thing is verse one tells us so much about what we're about to read over the next 16 chapters. Um, you know, with it being written to more of a Western audience, um, the idea and then the, what most scholars believe is that Mark was written while he was in Rome, specifically, uh, you know, or, or at least somewhere in Italy, but most likely in Rome. And so the, just writing it and being here as he wrote it, the culture of that area obviously um, takes a takes a bit of a toll um, on the way he thinks and how sure. he writes here. And, you know, this first sentence here, this first verse we see a lot of that in it. We see Rome all over the place. Um, we have here, it says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. And this idea here of the beginning, right? It, it sounds a little bit weird. You know, why would Mark say, well, this is just the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, the son of God. And the truth is, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that. There's the idea that the beginning could simply mean, hey, here's the beginning of John preparing the way, or it could be simply a title. For the entire book where it, it, it's talking about, you know, hey, everything I'm writing is just the beginning and and, and everything that happens. And, and that would only make sense if the book is left kind of on 
uh, a bit of an open note. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see that as we keep going. Yeah, maybe. No. Who knows? Um, so yeah, verse one here of Mark. There's a lot of lot of influence from the culture that he's writing in, the people that he's writing to, which we'll see is is going to be a, a a broad audience, not just the Western thinkers, the, sure. those of Rome, but uh, you know, there's so much Jewish literature and and writing in this as well. So, um, but you know, the cool thing here, verse one, it correlates so well with one of the inscriptions written for Caesar Augustus that would have been kind of all over Rome during his reign, and it's for Caesar Caesar Augustus. And it, one of the, the, the inscriptions um, that would have been written in honor of him was the birthday of the god Augustus was the beginning for the world of the good news. Um, it says that. It literally it says that. It literally says that about Caesar, that he's the son of God and his birthday brings the good news. And it's the beginning of the good news, that his birthday was the beginning. Wow. So, so and it's the same word. Euangelion, right? Exactly. Yeah, Gospel yeah. In, in Greek would be euangelion. And it's the same word. So... It, it, I mean, it's exactly the same thing, huh? Yeah, it, I mean, and it's incredible. Like, obviously, anybody back during this time, right? You pick it up and you read this, and if you spend any time in Rome and you've understood kind of the whole way that the emperor works and how he's he's kind of inducted and 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 especially inscriptions like this that would have likely been all over the place, you read that and you think, wait a minute, mm. are you telling me the guy you're writing about is the Caesar, is the emperor, or or is it the guy that I've been thinking about mm. the whole time? So if this was written today f- for Americans, it would be like the commander in chief, right? Jesus Christ. Like it, it's, it's a one for one, a like for like, it is directed right at Caesar that he's not the son of God. This Jesus is the son of God. Exactly. It's challenging the number one power. Hmm. Um, and you know, Mark, Mark does an incredible job of this. Um, you know, he goes on, you mentioned Matt Evangelion, right? The word for gospel or NIV translates it good news. Right. But this idea, especially to a Roman would have connected immediately with the Roman power, uh, you know, as they would come and they would take over, um, different cities and things like that. They were a bit more civilized in the way they did this. I mean, think about it. You come into a, a city and, um, you can either take it over and keep everything that's there and have an actual city, or you can come in and burn it to the ground, right? Mm. You can win by absolute destruction. And sure. for them, it was, hey, let's let's actually have something here as we take it over. And so they would bring what they called the good news, mm. the good news of Rome, the good news of 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 our Caesar, of our emperor, which, you know, is healthcare, is education, is is, is mm. all these different kinds of things. And so again, just the idea of of good news, it wasn't a religious, uh, it wasn't just a religious term back then. I mean, right. this was something that would have come um, with a lot of um, kind of a, a, a government uh, mm. twang to it. So anyway, so we get into here right right off the bat, we see that Mark is not playing games. Sure. You know, he's he's going straight for the head. Um, and then he gets into not just the Roman side, but he, we start to dive into Isaiah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he talks about how Isaiah the prophet is uh, it, it can be used to kind of portray how the ministry of Jesus begins with John the Baptist. Uh, interesting thing here is that uh, un- unless you just take it at face value, you'll realize that it's not just Isaiah being quoted here. That there's mm. Malachi chapter three verse one right there in the beginning. Behold, Josh, it says as it as it is written in Isaiah the prophet though. So what's 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 the deal there? That's a great question, and there's a lot of different thoughts on this. Okay. Right? There's a lot of different ideas of why this might be. If you go through the book of Mark, you'll see that Isaiah is quoted more than any other book, right? Isaiah seems to be a cornerstone for a lot of what Mark mm. writes. Sure. And so to, to simply quote Isaiah here, kicks off the book with that mindset, 
so that it continues to flow through that. Hmm. Also, you think about a Jewish person. You know, if I if I say I get knocked down, you say, but I get up again. Right. Like you, if you you're never going to keep me down. Exactly. <laughs> we won't sing the rest of that song. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> But you get this idea, right? That like mm-hmm. to them, the songs that we hear on the radio would have been the scriptures. Sure. And they read the first bit of this and they realize, oh, I know that. That's from Exodus 20, 23, right? That's, that's, that's the idea. of So I, Exodus is in this too? Exactly. So Micah 3, 1 is also the exact same thing that it says in Exodus where he says, I'll send an angel before your face will prepare your way. Um, angel is the same word for messenger translated mm. from the Hebrew. And so, um, I mean, and it's just all over the Old Testament. Sure. And, and, and. So you've got Mark pulling in all sorts of different stuff, showing that from every angle, um, man, this is what was meant to happen. It's probably helpful right now to talk through. And if, if you've ever listened to the Bema Discipleship Podcast, and we strongly recommend that you do this because it's yeah. a great podcast inspired so both of us. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that we both learned was about the, the way that the Jewish people understood um, rabbis teaching. And this would have fallen into some of that stuff that, that there are, different levels of understanding the text. And one of them is the face value one, the, the highest level in it. That's um, it's just what you read on the surface. But the second level is called a remez and it means hint. Yep. And so this would be, would this be a remez? It, it would be absolutely. I mean, it, it, it would be one of the more straightforward ones because he's obviously he's telling you. Yeah, exactly. It's but it does make you go back and it makes you look at what messenger was he talking about? So is there anything in that? Like in the, so this is clearly a reference. Is there anything in the Old Testament that gives us any hints or any sort of, do we get anything by going back there and looking? That's a great question. So uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and let's look at Malachi chapter three real quick. And um, I'll go ahead and take a look at the Isaiah passage that he's quoting as well, Isaiah sure. chapter 40. And we'll see that, you know, there's a couple things that are similar between these two passages, mostly preparing the way, but we'll see what the messenger that he's talking about in each one How far? points to. Um, why don't we go ahead and I'll, I'll just stop you. Okay. Malachi 3.1, Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. All right. So, you know, we can keep on going, but you get this you get this idea that the messenger mentioned in Malachi is one of judgment, mm. is one to come of, uh, you know, and, and refine and clean out all the things that have been um, ungodly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we go back to the Old Testament, especially in Malachi, and if you were to take that further into chapter four, you see that the messenger that he's talking about is Elijah. It's, it's this idea of Elijah's coming back. Right, Elijah's coming yeah. back to, um, to 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 be this messenger to purify um, the temple for God to be able to use, mm. and uh, so yeah, Malachi four verse five. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Awesome, yeah, yeah. So we get this idea of a messenger, right? One that's sure. coming to refine, one that's coming to judge, one that's coming. You're not excited about it necessarily. Yeah, it's purifying. It's good. This one gonna hurt. Yeah. But then you get to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. And this is the one that he mentions, um, but that any anybody with a Jewish background would have, would have been able to call to mind right away. Isaiah 40, verse 3, it says, A voice cries 
In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And, uh, you know, this is the context again, being them coming out of Babylon, right. And, and them having this level path mm. back to, um, the, 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 the house of God, back yeah. to the city of Jerusalem. And so we've get, we got this idea of judgment, a messenger coming to refine the temple, mm. to expose the, the, the evil deeds going on among the people of, of Judah. But then we've got this messenger that brings good news. Mm. We've got a messenger that comes to bring the people back to where they're meant to be. Yeah. To bring the people back and to, to level out the path to make that journey um, capable. Yeah. So, you know, we go back to this, you know, where he quotes these different Old Testament passages. And I think one thing that's helpful to understand is that although he doesn't mention all of them, he just mentions Isaiah because it is something that he uses throughout the entire book of Mark. But when we take a look at what he does mention, right, Exodus twenty three twenty. Um, really brings in the whole Torah. Uh, it, it's a reference to the Torah. Um, Isaiah 40 is a major prophet, mm-hmm. and Micah 3 1 is a minor prophet. And so he's really taking kind of all of, uh, you know, a large chunk of the Old Testament that would have mm. pointed to this messenger. And he's saying, look, That's this cool. all points here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this isn't, it's not a fluke. You know, this isn't, um, you know, something that just matches up a, a little bit here, but man, this is, this is the culmination mm. of what the major prophets, the minor prophets, the, the law. Um, yeah. are, are pointing to, and John is preparing the way for that. So. One big story of God. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So, um, Love I it. thought that was, that was interesting. Yeah. So. Wow. That's so cool that like, it's just so God that I'm going to refine you and there's not good stuff, but there's always hope. Mm. It's never just bad. Right. It's, it's always there's bad, but there's always good. And it's something I love about the character of God. Is mm. that, and that's for us too, that, you know, I'm going to refine you, but I'm, I'm also going to, by refining, I'm going to make the path straight and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, where else we see that? Not just in God's character, right? But obviously the people that God uses. Mm. And we see that right as we jump into John the Baptist. Cool. We've got this idea of, you know, refinement but also this idea of good news. And, and, and as we look at John, that's exactly what we see. John appears baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So anyways, we've got this idea of, uh, of baptism, right? This idea of a cleansing ritual coming in and, and washing, but th- this was a bit different, right? Yeah. This wasn't one of simply, hey, I need to enter the temple clean, but this was one of repentance, one where there has been refinement, yeah. one where there has been a change in the mm. way that we think, right? We that 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 word repentance greek metanoia right it's uh, again the the mind after the mind shift and so and it's happening far away from the temple too it's they got to go into the wilderness go to the jordan river there were there were josh and i have both been to the 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 remnants of the temple and there's like dozens of what you call mikvah or or baptistries around the temple so they could have done it there but something about that wasn't good enough that john is calling them out of jerusalem and you got to go find him in, a, in the wilderness, and he baptizes you there. Yeah. So that's really interesting, too. And this is something I'll mention on Sunday, but I'm glad you bring that up because a big part of Mark is this idea of it's it's helping the people see that if they f- continue to think as man thinks, mm. they're not going to understand God's plan. That's deep. It's deep. It's that's deep. And, deep. It's, and it's really cool because 
I mean, again, Mark introduces this idea right at the beginning and it plays through the entire mm. thing. Yeah. But you'd think normal people, right? Go to the temple, get cleansed on my way in. That's where the sacrifice happens. That's where this idea of forgiveness or the, the, the sacrifice for my sins would go on. But John right off the bat is saying, hey, we're going to switch it up. We're going to mm. do things different. And what's incredible is you've got the entire country of Judea and all Jerusalem going out to him to be baptized. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, you, you kind of, you kind of get this idea that it's like, Hey, did you hear about like this cool thing? We're going to yeah, go out yeah. and check it out. Like, do you want to come? And, Oh yeah, I heard about that. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like this uh, new cool thing to do, mm. but it's like the cool movie that you never, you hadn't heard about, but your friend said, Oh, it's amazing. And then you get dragged along too. And you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to go see that. I want to go. And then, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then you got to tell more and more people. Right. Yeah, exactly. But the crazy thing is, is so that's the good news, right? Is there's mm -hmm. this idea of forgiveness of sins and, and, but then there's the refinement, which is the repentance, right? But, you know, you're expected to come having changed the way that you are. It's this confession of sin. So again, this messenger that we see in Malachi and also Isaiah, we see it here in John, right? Mm -hmm. This messenger is, 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 is right there. Um, but we also see it as it describes how John is, right? Like what's the point of describing John in the way that it does when it says that he wears a leather belt around his waist, you know, was clothed with camel's hair. Um, he ate locusts and honey. I mean, high fashion, right? Exactly. Really, so, right? so high, totally Versace. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, these are pointless details. Like, well, why do I care what he's wearing? Mm. Why They never told me what Jesus was wearing. Yeah. You know, they never, no, that's true. They never tell me what, what any of those other people, but there is one person that they do tell us what he's wearing mm. and that's Elijah. And nice Matt, go ahead and take a guess what Elijah might have worn well based on this i'm gonna guess that he wore hairy stuff a leather belt and i'm gonna guess he ate locusts but it, as far as what he's wearing hair and leather exactly if we look at second kings chapter one verse eight get out of here says they answered him right describing you know who's the person that told them these things which is the prophet you can go back and read it but they answered him he wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist and he said it is elijah the tishbite <laughs> So pretty crazy, right? We see in Malachi, Whoa. Malachi chapter four, verse five, talking about Elijah, the way that John's dressing is Elijah. Um, Elijah is, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It'd be like somebody dressing up like uncle Sam exactly. in the backyard of the white house. Like yep. it's no, no, no questions of what, okay, who is this guy or, or dressing up in a, in a, with a beard and a red suit around Christmas time. I wonder who that is. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, again, two the Jewish audience, yeah, somebody yeah. who knew the scriptures, they would say, wait a minute, mm. this guy matches up perfectly. This has to be the one preparing the way for the messenger that's coming to refine things, mm. right? For the messenger that's coming to um, also bring good news. So he eats the locusts and the wild honey. This simply just points to him being a wild man, right? Yeah. He's out in the wilderness. He's not, he's not the kind of guy that you look at and you think, man, that's, he's got it together. You he's, know what I mean? He's a weird dude. He's a weird guy. And so, um, you know, they really paint that picture well. Um, but then he closes out here, you know, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down untie, baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And you got to keep yourself in the mindset that this is the first time you're hearing this, right? If you, mm -hmm. if you try to continue to read this passage and even read between the margins, I think sometimes the greatest way to do that is to not look ahead. Is you know mm. to re I think sometimes we want all the information we think that helps us see, but I think if we get rid of all of the ideas that we have of what it means to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, you know, 
who John the Baptist is and, and, and who he was for Jesus. If we can get rid of all that, we can come in here blind. I think we'll actually see more than if we try to come in here mm. thinking that we understand it. Um, this idea of baptizing with the Holy Spirit will really help us as we kind of carry on a little bit further here, but definitely something that um, I think is a good way to approach this. So that's Between the Margins. That's great. A lot of cool stuff in here. Awesome. Yeah, and the point of all this is is giving you more information to think about. Maybe there is something that gets you thinking and something that you want to share with somebody, a question that you have, maybe a disagreement like, Josh, you've gone around the bend, or Matt, you are... You know, you're nuts. And this is the point to engage, to interact more and to go deeper into the text. So that is in the margins. Thanks so much, Josh Lund. I'm Matt Fisk. You can find more on the Academy website, Northern Virginia Academy website, which is linked on the nvcoc.church website. And there's more shows coming. So check back with us for more. We'll check you next time.